1: This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. I'm very excited about today's show, folks, because we're saluting Hugh Jackman, one of my favorite actors and entertainers. We'll be discussing his Best Film Performances, his Academy Award nomination for Best Actor, and his upcoming movies, including The Wolverine and The Greatest Showman on Earth. Although probably known best for his exciting Wolverine role in the X-Men movies, this talented Australian actor boasts numerous films and TV shows to his credit. Plus, he's also garnered acclaim for his outstanding performances in stage musicals, even winning a Tony for The Boy from Oz. And we mustn't forget Jackman's Emmy, which he earned for his entertaining turn as host of the Tony Awards. Jackman won additional fans with his rousing stint as host of the Academy Awards in 2009 and his recent Golden Globe-winning portrayal of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables. Our special guest today is the award-winning blogger and always fascinating movie buff, Fausta rodriguez Wirtz. Plus, we hope to hear from some Hugh Jackman fans, later in the show. Before bringing Fausta on, let's check with Nikki Starr to see if she's ready to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room?
2: They are, and we're ready to go. Can't wait.
1: Thanks, Nikki, and thanks to the people who signed up for the chat. I see that Scott Bull is already in the chat room, and I hope we'll, we'll have some other people who sign up. We really do appreciate them, as well as our other listeners. Now, I see that Fausta is waiting in the green room, so let's bring her on now. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Fausta.
3: Thank you very much, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, it's always great to have you with us, and especially when we're talking about you, Jackman, because I know from our first tribute to you back in 2009 that you're an avid fan just like i am and i love your enthusiasm about him in fact we've extended our show today um for a few minutes in order to replay some of that fun episode do you remember how we had to stick together to hold our own against jazz shaw who co-hosted that show
3: oh yeah jack was a i mean um (laughs) (laughs) Jazz? Jazz? jazz not jack Jazz was a big skeptic. (laughs) Yes, I know. and
1: I kind of wish that he could be with us today because he he sort of livened things up, but we will hear him on the tape in just a few minutes. It's about 20 minutes long, and when it's complete, we'll talk about about, uh, Hugh Jackman's films since 2009 and his uh, recent acting honors. Uh, However, we did that episode right before... Hugh hosted the 2009 Academy Awards, so I'm curious to hear your reaction about his turn at hosting the Oscars back then. Did you happen to catch that?
3: I saw part of it. I'm not very big on award shows. And well, I thought he was okay. You know, he, he 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 did a competent job, but like I said, I'm not big on award shows, so I you know, I, it's just not my thing.
1: Well, I thought that he was absolutely amazing uh, because I always like to to hear him sing and to watch him, him him dance. And for listeners who haven't seen the opening number, um, I did post the YouTube link on my Facebook page. And um, if you if you aren't uh, on Facebook, you can just Google that. Just put in a uh, Hugh Jackman at the Oscars or uh just Hugh Jackman and scroll down to the opening uh, number and it was just absolutely amazing. And um I think I think that uh every Hugh Jackman fan should see that opening number. So so Fausta uh, forget about not enjoying awards shows. But, um, <laughs> he does a look, look very
3: good in it tux, and he sings well, and he can dance well too. So that's
1: that's, and he did he did yeah. all of that. He does all of that in that uh, in that opening number. Well, okay, let's get back to uh, to Hughes films prior to two thousand nine, which we'll hear a lot about on this tape that Neil Haley put together for for us. So here it is, if I can click on the right little button here. Now, I'm so happy that Fausta agreed to join us today because, like me, she's an avid Hugh Jackman fan. Am I right, Fausta? Oh, you're
3: right. Definitely right.
1: <laughs> I, I knew it because we've, we've, uh, we can't resist talking about Hugh Jackman about every other show. So, mm-hmm. so I knew that you you would be someone who would really love talking about him. You know, Fausta, when I was doing research for the show, I was surprised to find out that Hugh Jackman has over 30 films and TV shows to his credit, and I'm not sure that um, I even had information about all of his work in uh, Australia before he came to the United States. But the first time I saw him was as Wolverine, of course, <gasps> yeah, ooh, in the X-Men movie, and I couldn't get enough of him after that. So I was wondering, what are your favorite Hugh Jackman films?
3: Definitely all the Wolverines. I mean, all the of the X Men. Yeah, the ones that, that have come out with the X Men, and I'm sure I'm going to like the next one because I just love how he plays that character. Now, I also liked, and this is just by the way, here's a spoiler. So anybody who's listening, this is a spoiler on the Prestige. Okay. I loved the idea of the Hugh Jackman clones. That was just perfect, you know. So I liked The Prestige because they, they cloned Hugh Jackman and that's like everybody's dream if you're a fan.
1: <laughs> I I I wish I had uh, heard that before I saw that movie. It didn't make that much sense to me until <laughs> until I knew what was, you know, what until was they going cloned on. them,
3: You know, and if you think about it, if Tesla had been able to clone Hugh Jackman. he had never gone out of business. you know Bowie was never going to music either, but that's another story that would be a different movie
1: right so you liked uh, him in the x men movies and in the prestige yeah any other any other films that you especially enjoyed him in.
3: I also liked him in um, um oh swordfish
1: you did one of yes. his first one of his first uh, that was
3: one of his first Hollywood movies, yes. Actually, and, uh, I think that was like his ba- his big, his first like big name star job.
1: And he was with Halle Berry and John Travolta. Yeah. In In Swordfish, I like that.
4: Yeah, that was on that was on my list. I I can't say I found Hugh Jackman particularly memorable, but Swordfish was one of my favorite films. Probably yeah. more so for Halle Berry though.
1: That's right, yeah. and she did, she did a little bit of nudity, I think, in that. That's you know? right. I yeah.
4: like that. Well, I, I'm ashamed of you for assuming that's the reason I would like it. The acting <laughs> was wonderful. The story was fantastic. It was she, a great even nice got,
1: she even got like extra money. She even so got I bet, extra money. I did
4: that she was naked. <laughs> I
1: bet you, I'll bet you didn't. Well, do you have any other favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movies, Jazz?
4: Uh, I was going to just jump on the bandwagon with the the X Men uh, because I I did enjoy those films. I was not really aware of them. My wife was the one who got me into being aware of the X Men because she was a fan of the comic books and dragged me to see the films. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked them.
1: Yes, see, I think. And Wolverine
4: they... was a great character. Yes.
1: I think so too. That that of course is definitely on my my list of uh, favorites. And um, we already have a, a caller, so I think let's let's just go ahead. Uh, Diane has been waiting on the phone since before the the show started. So, so
4: patiently,
1: I know so patiently. So let's let's bring her in. Hello, Diane. Thank you for calling Movie Attic Headquarters. Do you have a favorite Hugh Jackman movie?
2: Uh, Yes, I do. In fact, I I had watched The Prestige and uh, Kate and Leopold before, but I wouldn't say I was really a fan of Hugh Jackman until Australia, and so I'd have to say that's my favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movie is Australia.
1: That's an interesting one. Um, I, I thought that he was wonderful. In Australia, I think the film had some problems with it Diane, but
2: i I don't know why why do you think that the reviewers were not very kind to that film I mean, do you think it was just because of the length or
4: well, the review I... I wrote of Australia was pretty much along those lines the It wasn't huge acting it wasn't the acting it was the editing it was the cutting the The film ran far too long, and there were some very confusing back and forth cuts in it I, I thought it had more technical problems than it did have. Uh, storyline or acting problems
1: but it also had that slow motion shower by Hugh Jackman's character
3: (laughs) let me tell you
1: one thing
4: that That still my heart yeah
3: that, that really was a big selling point in that movie any Hugh Jackman fan should watch that movie if only because of that Yes. And um... And you
4: guys were yelling at me about Halle Berry. come (laughs) on now. Where's the
1: fairness? Australia
4: reminded me very much of Brokeback Mountain. They both suffered, they were both great films, had the potential to be great films, and suffered from the same problems. They were just too long, too much with the cinematics, the establishing shots. They went on forever. Brokeback Mountain could have been 40 minutes shorter. Australia probably, you could have cut almost an hour out of that.
1: Well, I think you have uh, some good points there, Jazz. And um, but uh, Diane, I w- I didn't give uh, Australia, you know, five stars or anything. But I did. Uh, I'm very, uh, oh, biased. I think when it comes to any movie with with Hugh Jackman, or practically any movie with Hugh Jackman, and I thought his performance in that in that movie was the highlight. I thought he gave that character Drover, uh, sort of a tough. A sarcastic veneer but underneath there was vulnerability and um i thought he was very romantic with nicole kidman's character but i think the story did try to tell so very very much that um it, it just got it just went on a little bit too long and we wanted we kind of were looking at our watches you know by the time it ends but evidently diane you thought that was that was uh, an excellent movie what did you like about it besides hugh jackman um, well, I liked the
2: uh, scenery, the cinematography, and uh, I did like the story. Uh, you know, um, and I guess I didn't get wasn't didn't think it was overly long, but maybe modern movie audiences don't like because you know Gone with the Wind, who they always say is one of the greatest movies, and uh, that was what over three hours long,
1: wasn't it? Right, right. Oh, yeah. And and uh, I think what Baz Luhrmann, the director, was trying to do was to make a movie that would compare with uh, Gone with the Wind. I love the way he, he he gave a homage to The Wizard of Oz, one of my favorite yes. films. I mm-hmm. thought that was very very well done. And, and uh, I but, hate
4: to detract from you know Foster's fascination with the shower scene, but to take some of his <laughs> skills. Uh, into account. I don't know how many people are aware. Did any of you happen to catch the animated uh, feature in the theater, Flushed Away? Because he actually did the voice of Roddy, one of the uh, one, of, one of the rats in the movie Flushed Away, which was a great cartoon. It was a great film. My wife and I loved it.
1: Oh yes, he's done some voices in the in animated movies. He did do uh, also the voice of Memphis in Happy Feet. You know the the dad that was sort of an Elvis wannabe.
4: Oh so, right, oh, right, yeah, yeah. So
1: he's kind of in in demand for uh, even for animated uh, animated movies. Yeah, very but, good
4: with his voiceover
1: work. Right. Well, uh, Diane, we're just so delighted that you called. Is there anything else that you would like to mention? Uh, are you on the phone also to listen to the phone uh, to the show, or are you connected online? Um, I'm online, but can I
2: listen to it online or just on the phone? I mean, I well. Never done- you can
1: uh, you can listen
2: both ways, uh, jazz. Would you explain how that works? <laughs> I just I want to ask say one comment. The only thing with that movie not being a, a success at the box office, I wonder. Would you think that will limit uh, Hugh Jackman's chances to get other romantic leads?
1: I hope not. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I think he was he was so good in that movie that. And and he's such a well-established star now. And so. Engaging
4: by the reaction of most of, particularly the female fans, not casting any stones at Foster here or anything. I don't think he's <laughs> going to have any trouble landing female uh, romantic le- or leads uh, in romantic films with females in the near future. Uh, Diane, if you decide to just stay on hold, you can listen to the show over the phone if you wish, or. Uh, if you want to go ahead and hang up, then you can just go to the show's webpage and jump into the chat. And as long as you have speakers hooked up, you can listen to it live online there. Okay, sounds
1: good. Thanks for great. Bye and now. thank you again for calling. And uh, we'll we'll hope to see more of you, Jackman, in the future. Right. Absolutely. And also I
2: think he's a great guy, not just a great actor.
1: I think you're right about that too. Well well bye now and, and um we'll uh hope you you call back again on another show and take care, Diane. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, is there um I I have some different favorites uh Hugh Jackman films and one of them is Kate and Leopold. I thought that that Hugh Jackman was just outstanding in that uh, and as that elegant duke who was oh, yes. back in the you know a bachelor a charming bachelor of the late 1800s and i know this was one of those fantasy type movies where the love story the lovers actually lived in two different time periods and so it's of course, it's far-fetched, but I thought he was he was just great in that role.
4: I enjoyed the film immensely, and I loved the time travel kind of twist to the whole time travel thing. Uh, you know, I, I am embarrassed to say, I, when I watched it when it first came out, I didn't even realize it was Hugh Jackman, uh, because I just wasn't that familiar. But, uh, yeah, it was a great film. Uh, very enjoyable. I mean, not one of the classics, but a, a really enjoyable little movie.
1: I know, and he he really um, hadn't done too much on the screen before Kate and Leopold. And I liked uh, the director's quote uh, why he wanted Jackman for the for the role. And this is what he said: I just love this. Hugh Jackman just has the essence of great movie stars of the past. There are times that you can see Errol Flynn or Cary Grant in him, and I think that's that's really true. He does remind you of the. Uh, the great movie stars of of the past. So, what did you, did you like, Kate and Leopold? Fausta? I like Kate and
3: Leopold, but the only thing that I don't like about Kate and Leopold and Australia were his um, his co stars. I wasn't particularly crazy about Nicole Kidman in Australia, and I wish they didn't have Meg Ryan in Kate and Leopold. I would have put the girl from the matrix, Carrie Ann Moss in that part oh, instead.
1: That's an interesting idea. But
3: I think he definitely has the old star, the old style movie star glamour because if you guys remember when he gets when he's in Australia, you know, and he's in the outback, he's dirty, he's grimy, he's everything else and then he goes to the ball and he shows up in a classic white smoking jacket and let me tell you how well named was that jacket so um it really was a really a big star oh i'm
4: blushing over here <laughs>
3: traditional movie star part you know, that we used to have which which you don't find anymore you know particularly now since most actors are just kind of blah looking
1: well, I have to agree with you. There were some great shots of Hugh Jackman in Australia. And uh I I just think that that he could hold his own with, with any of those uh, old movie stars from from the past. But you know, the most memorable performance that um I think Hugh Jackman has ever given is in the movie that we've talked with talked about a couple of times before on this show. And that's um in the movie The Fountain. He was fiercely brilliant in that movie, and he had to play three, three different parts. He was a research scientist trying to find a cure for his wife, who was played by Rachel Weiss, who's dying from cancer. He played Tomas, a Spanish conquistador sent by Queen Isabella to the jungles to find the Tree of Life. And then finally he played an astronaut floating in a bubble with the Tree of Life and and his memories of uh of his wife there in the you know, in the in the bubble.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: I cannot believe how emotional he was and how that emotion came apart. When he showed the love and despair that he was witnessing, it I, I'm still thinking about certain scenes and wondering how he was able to do them with, with such depth of feeling. Did you see the Fountain, Costa? Yes, and I think
3: he saved that movie because I the the three different threads in the Fountain are so confusing that at one particular point it's like you you can't figure out if they're talking Buddha or 2001 Space Odyssey. So he really did ground the movie in a way that you could you could relate to his to his feeling for for this woman and for what they had been and that kind of thing and it made sense because of him.
1: That's right, and uh, it did have a lot of uh, symbolism, spirituality, uh, matters of life and death. It was it was a very complicated film to follow, but it had such gorgeous images, and then this just tremendously brilliant performance by Hugh Jackman. I think you're right, he did hold it uh, hold it together. Did you happen to see The Fountain Jazz?
4: Uh, no, I actually avoided that one just because I saw several reviews, I'm sorry to say, which really panned the film, and they spoke strongly to what Foster was talking about, uh, about a rather disjointed plot, and it... It didn't seem to gel and come together. Uh, now you've made, you've made me think perhaps I should go ahead and put it on my Netflix list and watch it. But I, I didn't catch it. No.
1: I think you should put it on your Netflix and uh, take a look at it. And and now that you know something uh, about the story, I think some of the people or the <laughs> lack of story. But now that you know what it was trying to do, I think I think you should take a look at it. And uh, I, I think you'll you'll really really like it. The other favorite I have of uh, Hugh Jackman's performances was in the movie Deception which was also panned by critics. I may be one of the few critics who gave this movie a uh, positive review, but we we just don't get a chance to see Hugh Jackman as a villain. Uh but in this he was a terrific Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde type character and he really got into the into the role. It was a
4: good film. I gave that one a good review, also, and I thought he did a good job in it. Yes,
1: and I think that uh, he's just one of these kind of actors that can can do anything. The romantic lead, he can play the villain. We see here, he can do the action. He can do uh, he can sing and dance, which we'll talk about a little bit a little bit later. But uh, maybe we should check and see: are there any? Comments uh, about favorite Hugh Jackman uh, performances or movies from the chat, Jazz?
4: Uh, most of them have it. already been mentioned here, as a matter of fact. It's kind of a limited repertoire, and it seems to be the, uh, the the same favorites going on. And not surprisingly, I think I'm in the minority, because there are more women commenting about uh, Jackman's uh, <clears throat> physical talents. Uh,
1: <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> right. But we're pretty much on the same wavelength about it. And this is
4: so unfair, because do you realize, and I'm going to say this for both of your benefit, if I came on this show as your co-host, Betty Joe and I did some long diatribe about how wonderful Phoebe Cates was for her slow-motion departure from the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I would be decried as every kind of sexist in the world. But for some reason, when it's Hugh Jackman, it's perfectly okay.
1: Well, I told you we have a double standard on this show, don't well, we? Well, there you go. But <laughs> <laughs> have to live with that. But, but what is it that, that makes uh, Hugh Jackman so, so popular? Uh, of course, we know he is just uh, almost unbearably handsome. But what else, Fausta? I have
3: thought about this because this is a guy who comes across as a regular guy, even when he's playing – completely extraordinary characters. I mean, Wolverine is a guy that you understand even when he's got razors coming out of his knuckles. And <laughs> you have the character in the fountain that he's he, you're, you're you're watching him and he's not playing Hugh Jackman playing a role. It's you're playing a human being who's reaching out to you. In the way that he plays these parts, and I think, at least the way I see it, that's what makes it, what makes him such an effective actor.
1: Because, well, I mean,
3: there are a lot of good-looking men out there who have been actors who are nowhere near as as, as convincing.
1: Right. Did we lose you, Fausta? I'm still here. You're still there, right. Well, good. Yeah, I think what you said is is perfectly true, but I also think it's his uh, versatility. As I mentioned before, he can can do just about any kind of part, and, and he's believable. And you know that I'm probably the world's most avid movie musical fan, so I like him, and... And he's popular with me, partly because of his ability to belt out a song The first time I heard him sing was in a spoof of Phantom of the Opera on Saturday Night Live Mm. And I was absolutely bowled over with that voice I didn't know at that time, you know, because I had seen X-Men and Kate and Leopold But I hadn't ever heard him sing And then I watched him in Oklahoma on PBS
3: Oh, yes. That and was so I knew,
1: good. Oh, I know. And I knew he was going to be a great musical star, as he proved by winning a Tony for the Boy from Oz. And then, oh, this was a real treat. He just wowed everyone when he danced with the Rockettes on the Tony Awards show. And I think that he won an Emmy for the for, for his work hosting that particular show. So he's he's kind of a throwback to Gene Kelly. You know who could do everything—the comedy, the action, the, the singing, the dancing, the villain. Uh, He's—he's just—he's just got it all.
4: Well, speaking of some of those
1: old. Yes, indeed, he does have it all. <laughs> And that's a good place to stop the tape before jazz argues with us (laughs) and to bring everyone up to date on Hugh Jackman's accomplishments since 2009. But I want to welcome um, other uh, chatters to the uh, the chat room. We've been having a a great time with uh, Scott Bull and with uh, Nancy from uh one of my favorite blog talk radio shows Comedy Concepts and with Steve from the Steve Mendoza show so thank you very much um uh all you guys for uh for joining the chat room and I see Fausta you're you're in there too so thank thank you for for um uh, coming on the show and uh joining in the in the chat room but Fausta what is your reaction to uh Hugh Jackman's Golden Globe win And his Oscar nomination for Les Misérables this year.
3: I think it's fantastic. I should clarify, however, that I have not seen Les Mis because it's a very long movie, and I saw the play on the musical on Broadway, and it's very much of a weepy kind of performance on everybody's part. So I avoided it. I'm sorry to say. However. One must bear in mind that a lot of the Oscars are more of a tribute to a lifetime of work, a massive work that an actor has been done. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very, it's very encouraging that he he was nominated, and particularly with the Golden Globes and the Oscars. And that it's also for a musical, because rarely do we see musicals being nominated, and this particular musical certainly lends itself because of the drama. It's not just a romantic comedy like most musicals are.
1: I think that you've made some very good points about that uh, movie. I... I uh like the musicals that have singing and dancing and Les Mis doesn't have any dancing so I, I would have liked liked, to uh, Hugh to be nominated for for something a little more uh, cheerful and I worried about him uh, not being old enough to play the role of uh, Jean Valjean so um I was kind of a little um uh, you know anxious when I saw Les Mis but um he Hugh Jackman really did a fantastic job uh, in this role, and uh, it was just he did he did a great job singing as well as acting. And uh, the filming of that was a little different than they've done in other musicals, uh, because usually uh, the songs are lip-synced and then the and then the um, vocals are added afterwards. But uh, the director of this. Film uh, insisted that all the actors sing while they were while they were acting, and I wasn't sure how that was going going to work, but it but it did work out. And the film was just it was too long, and it was a little a little bit uh, weepy, as you said, Fausta, <laughs> But the but the uh, the way they opened it up, it, you know, it's, you forget completely that it was a play. It's just opened opened up, and, and it's it's a spectacle. So, um, I I would recommend that you that you see it uh, just so you could see your, see uh, Hugh Jackman in that role, and Anne Hathaway is just absolutely fabulous in that. Uh, she will probably win the supporting actress. I I don't think uh, Hugh has a chance against Daniel Day Lewis. Because, oh, that's uh,
3: right for Lincoln.
1: Yes, because you know, you. I think what you said about uh, Oscars many times being given for, you know, um, the, the lifetime work and and just look at the roles that uh, Daniel Day Lewis has. Of course, he has won two Best Actor awards, and if he uh, wins
3: that was from this my left. time,
1: well, it'll good. be the first first time that a that a man has won uh, three. At, you know, three Best Actor awards, okay. and I think that probably will happen. But I'm just so happy that uh, Hugh at least got the recognition of the win at the Golden Globes and uh, and the nomination for uh, for Les Miserables. So I'm just going to be on pins and needles Oscar night, aren't you?
3: Oh yeah, I have seen a lot several clips of Les Miserables. Including one where Hugh Jackman uh, is singing um, "Bring Him Home," and I thought that was a very, very moving song. That's the one that he sings before he takes um, the young man uh, through the away from the battle scene through the sewers. Um, Anne Hathaway did a fantastic job. Considering a number of things. I mean, that was her real hair that was being shorn while she's singing. Yes. I had a dream, and the song itself is a particularly difficult song because if I remember, it changes key three times. It starts yes. at one key, it go- it goes up, and then it comes down again.
1: Yes, it, it was, and she really put her whole soul, her whole heart and soul into into that uh, into that number, and it wasn't like um in the play you know where you belt it out where the where the singer belts it out this this was something that just was was very cinematic in the way in the way that she did it it was uh it was very daring, and um she really does deserve the oscar if she gets it i I hope she does and i I think that she she will, but you know other than lay Miserables, do you have a favorite? Oh, okay. or favorites among Hughes' films that were released since our last show about him, I, I think that includes Real Steel, X-Men Origins Wolverine, and Butter, which he just had a, a supporting role in. Um, I think there may have been a couple of others, but, but those were the ones that I that I did see. Did you see any of those? I saw Real
3: Steel. I thought it was. It, I, I enjoyed it, but I like action movies. I have not been able to find butter, and uh, he he's also in movie forty three, and I, I I really don't want to see that. But the, um, the the thing about actors is that a lot of times, and I you probably recall I have been a long time Alan Bates fan. Yes. and One thing that I learned from watching a lot of alan bates movies and reading about his career is that an actor may start a part and by the end of the movie you don't even know what the movie is going to be like after it gets edited it gets released and it gets promoted in different ways um i did like wolverine origins a lot and um i I like my um um my favorite Hugh Jackman movie is definitely still Australia, but even when it was too long and all that
1: right but the heard, of- they
3: were playing deception on cable the other night, and I really liked that. I had forgotten how much I enjoyed that movie that was a really good thriller.
1: Yes, and that's one of that's one of my favorites too. But in terms of the films that were released uh, since uh, 2009, I I'm so glad that you saw Real Steel and X-Men Origins because uh, those uh, those are really uh, worth watching. Now I didn't think that I would enjoy Real Steel because I'm not that much of an action movie fan, and I didn't like the theme of it, which is a uh, uh, you know these ro- robots in the future boxing. Right. Instead of instead of you know guys boxing, they have the robot boxing, and yeah. uh, I, that didn't that didn't appeal to me. But my gosh, this is a, a movie mostly about a, a relationship between a father and a son. That was the whole point of the movie. And it was almost like a sentimental journey of this uh, character that, uh, that Hugh Jackman played, who, by the way, had very many character flaws, including a willingness to sell his 11-year-old son. Now, if an actor can play a role like that and you still have uh, you still care about him, <laughs> I mean that's pretty that's pretty good acting. And I think that's uh, that's what got to me in in Real Steel. And then in X-Men Origins, I was so glad to get a chance to go back and see how. Wolverine became Wolverine. And so we had Logan uh, being able to show his tender side before he became Wolverine. And then when he became Wolverine, we got to see a lot of action. And um, it became a revenge movie with with I love revenge movies. (laughs) It just, I, I just, at the end of that movie, I just, I thought, and then what happened? I was just so interested into it and so into it. So uh, any new Jackman fans out there that haven't seen Real Steel and X-Men Origins, Wolverine, be sure to catch those, too. Now, I'm not sure that uh, that Jackman fans need to see Butter. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it had a lot of heart and humor. It had Jennifer Garner in a in a role that you were wouldn't expect her to do such a good job in, but Hugh Jackman played one of the most unsympathetic characters that i've ever that i've ever <laughs> seen on film, but he played it unflinchingly, so maybe uh you know maybe just to see uh, a little different hugh Jackman that would be uh, that would be an interesting one to see but now, in terms of Hugh's upcoming films, I checked over on to the uh, internet movie database and uh, uh, these films came up. Another Wolverine, The Wolverine, will be coming out on july twenty sixth and this is where he he goes to Japan to train with a, a, a samurai warrior. So that ought to be interesting. Prisoners is supposed to be coming out in two thousand thirteen uh, and that's a thriller. And then in 2014, X-Men Days of Future Past, and I don't know too much about that uh, film, but Jennifer Lawrence will be back as Mystique in that, and that's scheduled for 2014. And this one uh, just announced, evidently, The Greatest Showman on Earth, and Fausta, hold on to your hat, it's a musical, and... (laughs) Who plays P.T. Barnum? Have you heard anything about that one?
3: No, I just found out about it. I saw it today on the Internet Movie Database, and I don't think they had even listed it last week because I looked. Um, I was looking last week because I knew it was going to be in the, in the in this podcast. And if it is the Barnum musical that they had on Broadway. I think it was in the 80s. That was a really fun musical. It had Jim Dale starring as Barnum.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And it was really very enjoyable. So I hope it, it I hope it's that. It was really very good. I at this point, I would believe Jim Dale were being a little too old to play the part.
1: Yes, because Hugh Jackman is scheduled, yes, Jackman is scheduled to play PT Barnum. And I just happened to uh, order from Netflix the musical, uh, which we saw yesterday. It starred um, old Michael Crawford from Phantom of the Opera. The music is just very, very rousing in it, and it's, it looks like a role, a kind of a con man role yes. that uh, Hugh could play, and lots of singing and lots of dancing but i'm not sure that that's that it's going to be a film adaptation of that musical although it will be a musical i understand there's some original music being written for it i understand that the role of jenny lind the swedish nightingale is being written with anne hathaway in mind but oh nice but she's not um, but it doesn't have her listed as a, a, an official cast member but that one certainly has me excited because you know how much i want to see Hugh Jackman in uh, in musicals, so we'll have to keep our fingers crossed to <laughs> set that. Anybody
3: who likes Hugh Jackman, who also likes musicals, should definitely get a hold of Oklahoma and watch that, because that was really very nicely made.
1: Oh, yes. That is out on Netflix, too, so if yes. you haven't seen that, he plays Curly, Yes, and uh, he's he's very, very good in that, so... Uh, so we've got some things to look forward to, and um, I'm really, really excited about it. But this is probably a good time to check with uh, Nikki for a chat report. Um, we've been so busy uh, talking here, I haven't had a chance to pay too much attention to the chat. So, so Nikki, what's going on in the chat room? It's
2: full of boys, do you know what I mean? So They're just being silly. Oh <laughs> we have silly chatters.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do have silly we have uh, silly chatters. Well I we see do. we have Talk Back Radio in. Uh-huh. Uh, so so welcome to Talk Back uh, Radio. And um I hear I see that uh, Nancy from Comedy Concepts says that Australia should have been uh, should have been a musical. Right. So what what do you what do you think about that, Fausta? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um I don't know. <laughs> it <was laughs> too so much of a western that. for it to be a musical, and as you, I mean, it, 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 it westerns with musicals make me think of Blazing Saddles, so it, it just it would it ruined it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so it wouldn't work. <laughs> it, 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 might not, it might not work. Well, I think almost anything could be turned into a musical, and I would I would like it. But I do I I would like some dancing <laughs> with all with the music. I would like dancing too. Well, I have just enjoyed so much um, having you on the show, Fausta, and uh, talking about uh, Hugh Jackman, and I appreciate so much the chatters that have taken part in the show and Nikki for uh <laughs> for for uh, for keeping us here on the straight and narrow and I I um I hope that uh, that everyone had as much fun as I had uh, today here. Fausta will you um you're such a terrific guest again. Will you come back again soon?
3: Anytime you want, me, Betty Jo, I'll be here.
1: Well, I'll be calling on you soon, but I think it's time to wrap things up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring this episode as one of today's staff picks and to Nikki for everything she does to make hosting this show such a pleasure. Thanks also to our chatters, and we had uh, uh, Diane who, who called in, and uh, we loved hearing from her, and to all our lo- other listeners for tuning in, and Anil Haley and uh, Jazz Shaw for their contributions to our Hugh Jackman celebration. Please come back next time when our topic is romantic films just in time for valentine's day folks we'll also be giving away copies of it had to be us the award-winning romantic memoir my hubby and i wrote under the pen names of harry and elizabeth lawrence which by the way (laughs) is in the process of well in the beginning stages of being made into a film motion picture by filmmaker, Misha Zubarev, who will be joining us on the show next week, along with uh, Denise Casino and, I hope, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, and the movie mom, uh, Nell Minow. So it sounds like a a great show. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our reviews at RealtalkReviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, RealtalkReviews.com. Now that's all we have for you today folks so here's the talented AJ Daniels to take us out with a song that Nikki and I dedicate to all our blog talk radio listeners and today especially to Mr. Hugh Jackman